Hello, and welcome to the Niche Podcast for Friday, August 29th, 2014. Summer's over. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Kelly Shaver. And we're here to talk about building apps that run everywhere using open web standards like HTML, CSS, JavaScript, REST, and JSON. This week, we follow up on some Pebble smartwatch news, rant about bad error messages and documentation, and announce Niche Bits, a series of short videos aimed at making your life as a web developer a little bit easier. Please stay tuned. The Niche Podcast is next. Hello, hello. Hello. I was mostly ready. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise, yeah. Is it very mellow and appropriately appropriately lit there? It is. It's it's dim and, and, and calming and yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I should have a cup of hot tea. Oh, there you go. I, I don't. I have a bottle of cold Diet Coke instead, but Oh, that actually sounds kinda good. I haven't had any in forever. I decided a while ago that I'm going to stop drinking such things on a regular basis. I was going to say, didn't you quit drinking coffee over vacation? No, like an idiot, I quit drinking coffee at the end of vacation. Oh, silly goose. Yeah, I have the occasional cup. Of, I think I've, I think in the last, well, it's only been three days. Uh, <laughs> now I stopped. It I, just I stopped seems Friday. like a year. It does. I stopped Friday, last Friday. Um, since Friday, I've had, uh, I think, like this this one Coke tonight and one cup of tea. Mm. So it was more of a caffeine, not just coffee. Yeah, it's more of a more of a caffeine. And man, did I have a headache Monday. Yeah. Yes, I'm sure you did. One of the one of the wonderful parts about being with me is that now Erica is hooked on booze and coffee. Yeah. <laughs> she never drank like any she drank water pretty much that right. was it her whole life i i i drink a lot more booze and coffee now than i used to and i only talk to you over instant messenger and skype i have that effect on people you do <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe it's just marriage in general it might not be me maybe i think it's just software development in general yeah you need beverages to wait like while yeah. things upload you got to do something but I did start Pilates today, so now instead of drinking something, I can I can uh, to I can zip up my abs or whatever it's, whatever they tell you to do. <laughs> it's like some it's like one of those things that makes sense to the person saying it, but not the person hearing it. Right. Just do some, and then she basically starts speaking Klingon, and I'm like, right. oh, okay, I I can feel okay, it. I'm um, doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I'm still working on the um j- j- I'm still working on the just do less sitting at the desk. That's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually standing now. I don't usually when we record at night, but I was sitting all day, so I I tried the standing desk for, desk for a while and I just couldn't focus. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. I, I even have one. I did, except for the part where I couldn't pay attention to what I was doing. That is not good. Maybe now with your new shades. Maybe. <laughs> focus you in. Now, I have uh, even one of my favored coffee places has like uh, a place where people stand at like, yeah. it's like this, it's a like bar. a, yeah, it's like a bar, like a 
coffee bar thing, but it's facing into the room, so you're not facing a wall, which is nice. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty nice place, actually. Um, but yeah, the sitting all the time, just... Ugh. It's yeah. the worst. Um, but enough about our bad posture <laughs> <laughs> and caffeine addictions. <laughs> enough of our vices. Yes, we have um, another wonderful show for you, dear listener. We do. Is we're this not really, entirely sure what we're going to talk about. <laughs> is this really episode one, two, three? It is episode one, two, three. Wow. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, we have, we have like a lot of housekeeping to catch up on actually. Yeah. So we can start there and I'm sure before you know it, our time will be up. <laughs> Something will come up or yeah. we'll ramble on and that'll be that. Yeah. It's possible that one or two good rants are going to come out because we're, we're feeling ranty. Yeah. So if you're into rants, please stay tuned. Um, cool. So let's see the the, geez, I want to save the big news for last so we can kind of like segue into the feature on that one. I almost, I, I didn't put my, my items in order here. But um, uh, we can start with a general Pebble update. We talked about Pebble a lot on the last show. And at, at the risk of boring people, uh, we have a few updates. Um, we do. You, but, had, you had just ordered a Pebble, Pebble Steel and weren't quite sure what to do with your original one. Mm-hmm. Yes, and and I was like, I should sell this thing. So I, because I'm getting to the point where it's ridiculous. Like I, my desk is just so covered with gadgets. It's like it's literally like it's like a gadget museum. Yeah, and it's absurd. Like I don't need. Like I want to sell my glass. Even I've just never touched the thing. It's just gonna get broken from Cooper playing down here. Right. Right. Sell it and get as much of your money back as you can. Yeah, might as well. I mean, like, you know, buy something new anyway. But so, yeah, so I got a Pebble Steel and you were like, hey, I could maybe use that. (laughs) So in an attempt to talk you out of buying yet another messenger bag, I was like, well, instead of buying that messenger bag that you don't need, maybe you could could buy my old Pebble and then you could do some dev on it. Because there's no such thing as a Pebble emulator. Right, there's not. And you bought both. I did, I bought both, (laughs) yes. Uh, so you barely just got the thing today, right? And the Pebble? Yeah. Yeah. And already you have plunged into development. I have made my first watch face. Excellent. And was that, so I saw the screenshot, but was that, um, you actually had, is that actually from the phone? I mean, yeah. I always well, do that from the watch. Yeah, it's on my watch. Sweet. That was fast. Yeah, uh, hang on. Office Cat is stuck in here. I didn't realize he was in here. Oh, jeez. Before we started recording. Yeah, he's going to poop again. meowing and rubbing against my legs rather seductively. and It's, <laughs> it's weird, and I'm going to let him out. <laughs> okay. We were talking about Goldfinger before. There's like a weird octopusy joke in there somewhere, but... <laughs> yeah, somewhere. <laughs> that would be way inside baseball. So I won't bring it up. No, I... You kind of just did, but... <laughs> so yeah so like boom i mean you basically got the watch today and worked all day and then after work we're like you know what i want to do to relax and unwind is program a watch phase for my new watch exactly i started at nine o'clock tonight and i showed you that at what 10 30 yeah it doesn't it's not that hard no it's not and that that's 
you know, I, I very rarely write anything in C, so. Yeah, there you go. We actually talked a while back about how C isn't, it's, it's like about as far from a web language as you can get technically, yeah. but there's something that feels very cross-platform about it. Cause it's just like, it's just C like, where can't it run? It, <laughs> right. You know, like what doesn't run C? That's right. Everything it. runs C. Yeah. So there's a, there's, um, you know, as a PHP developer, it feels really familiar to me because PHP has deep roots in C. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't like this the sort of extreme verbosity of it doesn't really bother me that much, um, or at least I'm numb to it. Uh, but it is it is pretty brutal writing UI with it. Yeah, it is. It is. Which interestingly, you know, is the the brutality of that is something that I previously, not being super familiar with C, I previously blamed Xcode and Objective C and uh, Coco Touch for when really well, I, st- I still think Objective C has some ridiculously long namespaces and 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 junk like that. Oh, don't get me wrong. Objective C is ridiculous. <laughs> cue the cue the hate mail. Yeah, but, but some of the st- the sort of extreme verb like the the C is a terrible place to write a UI. It's 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 just brutally painful. Like create a rectangle with coordinates and then you like add that to some other thing. It's like it's like yeah. creating DOM with JavaScript, but yeah, not yeah. responsive. It's, I mean, the language has been around longer than graphical interfaces have. Right. You it know, it shouldn't know? be good at it. Right. It's not. Right. It's not really meant to be good at it. Um, but that is that is the the the. F- uh, that is the way to create the fastest, most power-efficient Pebble apps. Either, wh- either whether you're making a watch face or a watch app, that's the most power-efficient and, and performant way to go, of course. Um, it's a little trickier. Perfect. Hmm? It's pixel perfect. It is pixel perfect. And, and it's tough to think of a place that's more fixed canvas than a Pebble watch. There's no orientation change. There's no way to resize the window. Um, there's really... it's not flexible and someone okay oh, so here's a perfect segue into the next um housekeeping thing which is that uh there's a much much easier way for web developers to kind of dip their toes in the pool of uh pebble development if you have a pebble and that's called pebble js yes and this past week i guess it was last thursday i did a talk on extending web apps to smart watches and did a 60 minute talk about um, first of all why you would want to do that and why what's cool about it and why it's important uh, and then maybe it maybe it's I think I only spent about 20 minutes actually demoing it from from beginning to end I created a an app for the watch that connected to uh, Kilo in this case but basically any JSON feed on the internet and pulled down the feed and put it on the watch face and I mean it it takes 20 minutes tops uh, and then yeah. answered questions about it. And that video is uh, online and we'll link to it in the show notes. So if, if people have pebbles or are interested in getting excited about it or giving it a try, it's like, I mean, it could hardly be easier. Yeah. I looked around at the JavaScript stuff before I started uh, in with C and it does, it looks super easy. I just, I, I went with C because I really wanted to just make a watch face. Yeah. The pebble JS approach has some limitations. Um, and the, the two, the big ones are, that um, they it doesn't make watch faces, 
and it only makes watch apps, which are one layer down in the hierarchy of the watch interface, which means that mm -hmm. you, they, they can be glanceable because you can leave an app open all the time on the watch, but I've, I, and I, and I have done that in the past, but it, for some reason it feels kind of weird and it's not as practical as it sounds. Yeah. Um, you're, you're basically always drilled down a level into this open app. It's really not the worst thing in the world, but, um, it's not as good as a watch face. It's not as good as a watch face. It really isn't. You have more controls though. So it's, I don't know. It's, they're just, yeah. they're, they're, the idiom is slightly different. They're both apps that run on the watch, but one of them has like one of them, uh, the watch face being at the top level there, the back button doesn't do anything except for turn on the light because there's nowhere to go back. You're at the top of the hierarchy and the the uh, the up and down buttons you can't control and the select button you can't control because that's the drill down to the the app menu kind of like the home screen right basically all you can do with the watch face is look at it yeah you can you can um listen for shake hmm. uh which if you do want to have some kind of control like the the yahoo weather application has two screens it's a watch face but it has two screens but the only way to get to the other screen is to shake your wrist which isn't so bad actually um, you can, you know, if you, you, you the, the main screen shows the time and the weather, the current weather. And if you want to see the extended forecast and sun and rise and sunset, you just shake your wrist and it shake switches. Your wrist. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah. But it's, but so that's, it's just fundamentally different than a watch app where you have, um, you can listen to events on all the buttons, both long and regular press and stuff like that. So, and you, I was really happy to hear your reaction to, the controls yes yes it's like i i had never never seen never tried one before never seen how it worked before or anything but it's like i got it i turned it on and like i instantly just knew how to do everything mm. that you would want to do on it yeah it's it's surprising how intuitive those four buttons are yeah it reminds me, like, if anybody ever used an old iPod with a scroll wheel, it's just, it feels just like that. It looks just like that. It's just like that. Yeah, it is, yeah. It's super intuitive. Yeah. It's, it's like, like there's nothing really to learn. Mm-hmm. Yep. Brilliant. So, uh, it, it, we talked about watches plenty last week. Probably, I probably already went on too long about it. But the point is that... Um, it's fabulous. Wearables are huge. There's a video. You can learn how to do this. Um, there's a, a repo, GitHub repo that you can go to and check out the code. You, and you you really, really yeah. should dip your toe in wearable. And the one to get is the Pebble. Um, <laughs> it's the best one. I've Android where it's oh, okay. We already talked about it too much. Yeah. Um, oh, one last thing. <laughs> trusted devices yes. trusted devices. trusted devices yes this is probably one of my favorite features i don't have it yet because i don't have i'm not using the moto x full time but i love it i love it it's i've only had it for a few hours and i already love that mm. it's it's everything i wanted the nfc ring to be before it <laughs> fell apart oh that was horrible yeah what was that oh my phaser fell over oh no good thing the safety was on yeah Oh, wait, let me set it for stone. There we go. All right. That was stunning. Um, cool. So did we, did we actually say what? Yeah, we did. Device unlock. Right. Trusted devices. So that's yeah. coming to all Android devices with the L release, which should be soonish. 
Cool. Depending on what phone you have. Yeah, you don't have trusted devices, and I can't cast my screen. Right. Yeah. The 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 latest version of what do I have? KitKat four four four. Yeah, I have it too, but. Yeah. Oh, you do, but you can't, it doesn't let you do that. It's it's model right. specific. That's it's weird. Model specific. That's weird. Right now it is. Yeah. Huh. I wonder what they're using. Um, but that's amazing. It's it's super useful, and so interestingly as well, uh, Cooper is blown away by that feature, like casting mm-hmm. in general, and also being able to cast the phone. Like it's it's surprising to me what impresses kids, but that blows his mind. He's like, that is the coolest thing. Like he'll be super bored by something that blows my mind, and mm-hmm. then he's like, like like being able to cast your phone screen to the TV is pretty damn cool. Like, I think it's pretty cool, but I'm, I'm sort of shocked that he's amazed by it, which makes me think it's going to be a big thing. Like it's like the ability to, to like, I wish I could have it. I looked around actually for like a huge LCD monitor that I could just, that had an HDMI port that I could just plug into Chromecast and just use that. Yeah. Without all that stupid TV crap on top of it. But it turns out TVs are cheaper than monitors, weirdly. They are. They are when you get when you get up in size. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, and like a lot of the monitors don't have speakers built in, so it's like, geez, a TV's the cheapest thing? That's okay, mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, I have a I have a forty two inch in the office and I've got a fifty in the living room. TV. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like that a monitor, a fifty inch monitor would be over like twelve hundred bucks at least. Right, at least, yeah. yeah and you Unless can get it f- was an Apple monitor, and then it'd be five grand. <laughs> right, and you can get like a you can get like a fifty inch TV for six hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. I think we pay like five hundred and seventy bucks for it. Yeah. So there you have it. I'm gonna start sprinkling them around down here. There you go. Because the the only on- them on the walls. Right, like the only annoying thing about it is you have to change the input between like Roku and Chrome, so you and Xbox yeah. and all that stuff, which you can't control from the phone. So like you still need the remote. Yeah, well, that's the the reason I have this forty two inch TV in my office is because the IR port is bad on it. Hmm. So I have no remote. Mm-hmm. So I have to walk over to it. Barbaric. Yeah, yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. I almost got a mini fridge for my office the other day. <laughs> Yeah, then I realized the only place in my office I have to put it is on the opposite corner of the room, and it's actually closer to get up and go to the real refrigerator. <laughs> well, that, that answers that. Yeah. Uh, we should probably, should we move on? I think so. Yes. And, uh, we never, we didn't actually say what they do, but what they do is if you, you set up a trusted device on your phone and then, like for the watch, for instance, and then as long as I'm wearing the watch and the watch is within range, uh, you don't have to do the lock screen dance yes and if you don't have a lock on your phone dear listener you're dead to me yeah or p.s if you ever leave your phone in front of me i'm gonna take a really rude picture and leave it on your phone (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna tweet it the phone gap guys would always do that if you left your phone near the phone gap guys unlocked they would always tweet pooping oh really always yeah you couldn't (laughs) leave you could not leave your phone near one of those guys so yeah as it should be right we should have Phone. No, you. Yeah, it's crazy. But so the beauty of of a wearable, is especially a watch, like even you know some other wearables, you can imagine them fall. Like I've my I've had other ones fall off me and lose them or whatever. But a watch is just really on you. It's right on your yeah. skin, and the and yeah, and it's got this big strap holding it in place. Right, and it's got this Not like the, a little clip or something. No, it's on there. So 
you and and if it does fall off, it's useless because there's nothing st really saved on it. Right. So it's useless by itself. And if it makes your phone lock, if it's not near it, you you don't have to put any kind of like lock screen on your watch because there's nothing on it. So th this is actually one of the reasons why I backpedal a little bit on my wish for the watch to connect directly to the internet. Because mm -hmm. if the watch connected directly to the internet, it would have to cache all kinds of lo stuff locally. It would need like a key store and it would need like a place to, to have crypto, like password vault and stuff like that. Right. But you don't need, you know, it's not, it's just dumb. It just connects to the phone. And like, if the phone trusts the watch and the watch trusts the phone, then the watch has the permission to do stuff through the phone. Um, yeah. See, here's, here's what I would like to have. I don't mind. I don't, I don't mind at all the watch being having to be paired to the phone. But I wish I could just be like, okay, the watch and the phone are on the same network and, and not have it matter about Bluetooth. You know, oh, like so I wish a I different could just way for them the to connect. Them. Yes. Right. Yeah, totally. Like Wi-Fi Direct or Zigbee or some other. Yeah, because Bluetooth yeah. sucks. Yeah, because the range is so horrible. Like I can't leave my phone in my office and go sit in the living room and the watch work. Oh, really? That's, I, that is not my experience. It, it probably is, has to do with your house construction or something. Probably does. But uh, yeah, if I leave my, um, it's funny. I come home and and I'll usually take my Android phone and put it down on the. It usually needs to be charged by the end of the day because I use it for tethering mm -hmm. a lot. And I'll just put it in the kitchen, which is on our middle floor, and yeah, and I just I'm, I like maintain a connection to it with my watch, and I can just you know all the notifications that come in on that phone. Even if the phone rings, I can sh stop. I can deny the call from the watch. I see all the notifications on my watch. So I don't have to. So if like something happens that, that I actually have to respond to, I can either go get the phone or I'm probably, you know, within five feet of a, an iPad or something. And I can right. pick up that and deal with it. But it's really cool because in the house, I can just leave the phone plugged in. I don't really need it. And if something, if I get a notification that I should respond to, I just grab whatever's laying around. Right. Yeah, that is, that is really cool. Really, really good for you. But I just the Bluetooth range is horrible, and like you said, it's probably probably the stuff my house is made out of. Mm. All right, so I'm glad. We anyway, yeah, I'm glad we didn't talk on. about watches. Um, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> moving right along. Speaking of we made a conscious talks, decision not to talk about them. I know, I can't help it. I'm so jazzed about watches. Um, so moving right along, uh, next month's O'Reilly talk. Uh, which is the third? I do I do talks for O'Reilly. It's like a free one hour webinar every third Thursday. Mm. And the next one is is worth mentioning because it's uh, very appropriate to the show. Um, and it is called Support Everything. Building apps that Including run watches. everywhere. Yes, and toasters and everything else. Yes. Build, building apps that run everywhere with HTML, REST, and JSON. And I'm going to talk about... I'm basically going to take... Um, I'm going to use Kilo, of course, as the example because it already mm -hmm. runs in a lot of these places. But... Um, I'm in, in 60 minutes, I'm going to run through a bunch of slides and then I'm going to like live code. I don't know if I'll be able to pull that off, but I should be able to, I'm going to, I'm going to take and package Kilo for more than like 10 or more platforms, as many as I can get to in like probably 30 minutes. Oh, this feels like it could be some kind of competition. Yeah. That'd be funny. This could be, it could be a weekend. That'd be like a, like a rails rumble type thing, like yeah. a phone gap rumble. Where you try and like go nuts, but between, but with those, with just like HTML and obviously CSS and JavaScript, but HTML5, REST, and JSON, I'm gonna, I'm gonna 
um, you know, make it for a bunch, you know, right out of the bat, out of the gate with phone gap build, you get like, it's they're like at least three, maybe six platforms, but let's mm-hmm. just, let's just call it three, like iOS, Android, Windows phone. Uh, then I'm going to package it with, um, Firefox on Android for Android as well, in case somebody would rather do that. Also, Firefox OS app. So it's a mm-hmm. native Firefox OS application. Um, and then I'm also going to make an SMS application out of it, a Pebble application, and uh, and anything else that I can fit in while I'm at it. Cool. So I'm going to, I want to watch that just for the, yeah. And just time you. The sheer, the, the sheer, like, <laughs> Yeah, like, like those last those last ten minutes are going to be intense. That's like me flipping the bird to the demo gods. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so next one, I think, will be very very uh, interesting to the dear listener. So uh, the signups are available now. It is free, and uh, you can find a link in the show notes to or on my website, whatever. Um. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So moving right along. Mm-hmm. Uh, also of interest to the dear listener, otherwise I wouldn't flog it. Um, there are, um, I host a panel show. This is turning into a real pimp episode. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'll, it have is. To, I'll have to cut some of this out. This is probably not, not all that interesting, but, um, there are a couple of new videos live in the inside the brackets video series. It's like a YouTube show that I host for mm-hmm. Intel and, um, episodes six and seven are live. It's, it's a two parter. Uh, from one panel that we did with Luke Rabluski, who I'm sure needs no introduction, mm-hmm. uh, the guy who coined the term mobile first, uh, Brian LaRue, who probably needs no introduction. He was one of the original creators of PhoneGap, uh, now at Adobe, and Kieran Prasad from uh, LinkedIn, who LinkedIn, like Facebook, originally started out with a PhoneGap slash you know, HTML5 application, they switched over to native and he tells a really interesting story about it. So those right. two videos are, um, are, you know, on YouTube for free, of course. So, uh, you might want to check out, uh, if you go to inside the brackets.com, you'll get redirected to the YouTube page for it. And those are a couple of 20 minute videos where they talk about the sort of reality of doing a large scale cross-platform project and and pretty much every view is supported where luke is is very much on just build native type of side he's like it's it's no it's a lot of work but it's really not any more work than html cross-platform and then kieran uh, is kind of in the middle where he's like well yes and no and then brian's like super web so it's uh it's a good talk. It, I think it's well represented. All sides of the the argument are well represented. So you should be able to watch it and uh, gravitate to the position that makes the most sense to you, and then take the advice from that person. Cool. You know, I've I've never actually seen one of those. Um, they're a little embarrassing because they make me wear a coat, like a suit jacket. <laughs> so I yeah. don't talk about it very much. But um, they have really great guests. I mean, really good. So it's, it's worth watching and there's tons of, and they do little, um, they do little like, uh, snippets of each show so that they're easy to digest. So some would call them bits almost. Almost. Yeah. Speaking of bits. Speaking of bits. You had an excellent idea. I did. Well, I like to think it was an excellent idea. (laughs) I I already love it. And there's only, (laughs) there's only one bit up. There's only one bit. Yeah. I, I may um, may be cursing myself for all the extra work I've made for me. But 
in a few weeks. <clears throat> but. Well, dear listener, there is a spinoff of the Niche Podcast now called Niche Bits on YouTube. YouTube, yes. Yeah. Yes, and we will link to it in the show notes. And um, there's really, like you said, there's only one bit. <laughs> And right now I'm planning on doing them once per week. I'd like to do more, but I just don't think I'm going to have time to. Mm-hmm. And they're just really short little segments about um, whatever, you know, tips, tricks, things to make life easier. Little, little small, tiny tutorials or just, just yeah, in any kind of little thing like that. Yeah, whatever on your mind. I like putting up there. Yeah, it's a. I, yeah. I, I'm stoked. Like from the first one, and so well, the beauty of it is that the goal is to keep them to like five minutes, which means that I can't right. do them. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in my defense, it took you a long time to record a three minute video. I assume it there's did, a lot of part editing. of that. It did, but part of that was not really knowing the software. Mm. So I'm sure once I do a few, that will get better. But cool. Yeah, it was really good. I I did not know uh, the what's what's the name of the let's see it was graphical HTTP client mm-hmm. plus request bin. Yes, which is a kick ass little pair <laughs> of things. Like I didn't know about. I think you might have mentioned request bin to me, but it didn't sink in. Like and when yeah. I saw the video, I was like, oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> that's great. yeah. Request bin is totally a thing I would have made if it didn't already exist. Mm, yeah, because like. So like you talk about it in the video, but if you are trying to test webhooks from someone else, it's awesome. Ugh, it's like a lifesaver. Yeah. Cause you need to, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's like, is that, is that obvious? Do you think people know what I'm talking about? Like it, it they'll just have to go watch the video. Yeah. I, yeah. But I, I don't know how many, I don't know how common it is for people to work with webhooks. They're, no, gr- they're uh, great. We do it a lot. But. Yeah, it's it's certainly becoming more popular in my universe, but it's they're mm-hmm. kind of like events on the web. It's like listening for events on the web, like like a classic thing. Well, it's be- it's becoming that a classic thing for an API to do is to, in addition to doing the thing it's supposed to do when you interact with it, it also will say, "Oh, do you need me to notify anybody else that I just did this?" Yeah, yeah, or like Stripe, for instance. Yeah, Stripe has, I mean, you, I feel like Stripe, I feel, well, people, they're kind of like callbacks on the web, really. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, once you do this thing, um, like, for instance, charge this card, or, well, what's a Stripe example? Like, literal. Uh, stri- stripe example, uh, literally, a credit card gets charged, whether it's a charge that you've sent to it through the API or some kind of recurring charge to a subscription, mm-hmm. the, tr- the card gets charged, and it pings your 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 webhook on your server and says hey i just charged this card right and it sends a bundle of information with it it's you know obviously not you know it's credit card stuff so it's not like just everything but uh, it says an appropriate bundle of information that then some other you know your service can deal with like kilo i I have it in kilo too like you can you can set it up so where when you create something you can just uh, in the settings, you can just put in a URL. It's just one URL for everything. And like anything that mm-hmm. happens, create, update, delete, basically any CRUD operation, it sends a, uh, the relevant payload to the URL that you specify. And it's super useful for stitching together like a, b- a bunch of different APIs into like a, a working system. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of, it's kind of like, 
it's kind of like event listeners for the for the internet. Well, that's not really, you know, yeah, it kind of is. No, no, it's it's more it's more push than pull, but. Well, but so are events. I mean, like, yeah, event is like publishing an event. Like yeah, the, that's true. Yeah, the event loop yeah, was like this push. event happened. It's in the event mm-hmm. queue. It bubbled up to the top, which is kind of like a put. It feels more pushy the the way we're talking about it because there, there's like network stuff, directional network stuff happening. But it's similar. It's similar anyway. Yeah. And uh, and in fact, when I applied for the reason why Kilo even has webhooks built into it is that when I applied for uh, to be put into Ift, I think it was Ift, I don't think it was Zapier, they were like, um, and you know, what, like how, how does your, how does your post processing happen? It was like, right. cause it, it wanted you to have that. It wanted you to right. have. Like how are we gonna get the data? Yeah, and how, like if you're gonna, uh, if you're going to be like a good API citizen, you should have webhooks basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, Oh, that's right. You're right. I should. That's what I love it. When I hate when people don't have that. Cause then what do you do? <laughs> then you're like constantly, cause your op, your option is polling. So, yeah. it's, so if you are an it's API creator, yeah, it's a pain for everybody. If you're an API creator, you almost want to have webhooks so that you can, so that you, so that your clients aren't polling they're like, do I have any new charges? Do I have any new charges now? How yeah, about now? Yeah, you don't want them polling you every minute. Right. So, yeah. So, anyway. Um, wow. That was a long talk about webhooks. So, so <laughs> the point being that if the person whose API you're using does a crap job implementing the webhook, it's and really... a lot of them... It, yeah, yeah. It's an afterthought on many... It is. Um, a lot of them do. They either, and in a lot of cases, it's just a case of like no documentation. It's like, oh, and then we'll we'll, or, you know, we'll send this. We'll send data to your webhook. It's like, okay, in what format? Which data? Hmm. How are you going to send it? You know. Right. So then you have to set up this logging thing in your server. It's like, oh god! And now I'm writing an application to figure out what the webhook is going to send yeah. me and. So that's where request bin comes in. That's the whole long mm-hmm. story. That's the point. Yeah, yeah. Which is that it basically it just like well you t- you tell me it's like it just records like everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything you you just you it gives you a, a URL and you make a request to that URL and it records everything about it. Yeah. So can we can we use the one you you would most recently worked on as an example or is that a secret? I think we can use the one I most recently worked on. It was Groove, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so Groove yeah. is like a what is it like a support thing or something? Yeah, Groove is it's help desk software. Cool. So, and so when somebody, so this is a great example. So if somebody submits a request, a help desk request. Well, I don't actually. I don't know the workflow. I'm I'm assuming the workflow. Well, uh, yeah. What what Groove was doing was every time. Well, no, Groove, Groove actually wasn't a webhook, but it was it was calling calling the data or calling the URL on our end a webhook, which I guess you could say I guess it was. What what happened with Groove? They were um, and and not to, not to just like make Groove out to be horrible or anything. Because I after I discovered this problem, I talked to their support staff, and they were all like super cool and helpful, and like yeah, we'll fix it and and that kind of thing. Mm, cool. And got to the bottom of it. 
But uh, they had a basically what it was. You could set up an endpoint on your server to return some some JSON data, and then you could use that to integrate into their ticketing system that data. Mm. And so what would happen is they would fetch that data. And then they were saying, oh, there's a 500 error with your data. It doesn't work. And <laughs> it, it did. It worked fine. <laughs> right. It, but it, it turned out that they were grabbing that data, and then they were doing some parsing on it. And so if there was an error while it was being parsed, like, for instance, it was, it was parsing it into an HTML template. If there was an error in the HTML template, it would, it would throw an error in the whole thing and, and say, oh, there's an error, 500 error. <laughs> Somewhere in one of the servers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, except it would say it was on your server. Yeah, when it when it wasn't, and they're too the same thing. Like it would, <laughs> and this is the part. Like I, this part had me confused for like two hours, <laughs> because they would say, "Okay, here's your here's your request, or here's the data we pulled from your server," and it would list all the all the fields. Oh, right. Except, I it was, except it was listing a bunch of things that I wasn't sending back. Yeah, that was weird. And they coincidentally had the same field names as a bunch of data we have in the server that I'm just not sending. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, that was a convention over configuration fail, if you ask me. Yeah. So it was the same sort of thing. They were parsing it first, adding a bunch of stuff to it, and then displaying it and saying it was my data that they had received. Yeah, that was really weird because I'm looking at it and I'm like, because I was the same way because I know we named, you know, created at, that's the name. Is yeah, that is that first. the Rails convention too? It is, yeah. Okay, that, that might be where I got it from actually. Might be. And um, yeah, so of course, it's pro this probably grew as probably Rails too, so that's why. Yeah, it is. And then like, boom, you're like, wait, I didn't send that back. Where'd they get that yeah. from? Yeah, and so I was, I was doing all kinds of things to try and figure out how they were getting that information. Right, like but if, if was, we'd ever I, looked at the date, yeah. we would probably said it was, oh, that's not that's not the same thing that's in the database because it's yeah. a different record creation. Right, right. Like I, like I even like looked up the, the um the commands and like flags and all that to figure out how to use TCP dump to sniff the headers coming <laughs> into our web for the request coming into our web server. <laughs> you must have been so pissed. I was. <laughs> TCP dump? Are you kidding? Oh, <laughs> no, I'm that, not kidding. That is the smell of desperation right there. And I, f I finally figured out what was happening, and it took every ounce of like willpower I had not to just like snap my iMac in half. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I was like, oh, are you kidding me? I just wasted two and a half hours On because you can't your bad docs. Yeah, your bad docs and confusing errors. Yeah, like like if you had just like change one line of text in your user interface. <laughs> that this is whole a really, thing could have been. <laughs> it is a really weird, that's a weird thing they're doing. Yeah, it like, is. Like it is. we'll do something and then you'll provide a, like an HTML widget almost. Right. Is that what it is? And then we're going to embed that in our interface. Yeah. It's like you provide the JSON from your server and give us the HTML template you want to use. And we'll parse your data and fill it into your template on our server and put it in. Yeah. That is so it's weird. weird. It's weird. It's Why wouldn't it yeah. just be an iframe? Yeah. That's an iframe. That's like what an iframe's for. I don't know. That's just weird. Yeah, it, it is. It's, it's not really a webhook either. I, I would argue. No, I, I suppose really. you could you could argue that it's triggered by an event that happened in their system. But it's triggered by someone opening the page in their browser. Oh, it is. It's not. Yeah, it's not a webhook at all. Oh, it's a friggin' iframe. Yeah. Oh God. 
But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, if so, you, if Kelly's you have being polite, an API, but if you're if Groove, if you're listening, that's over-engineered. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Point is, if you have a service that other people integrate with, mm. like you have got to get that documentation good, and you have above all else, you have got to have correct and 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 good error reporting. Please, because a lot of times, a lot of times, when a developer is trying to integrate with your system, that's all they have to go on or is that documentation and those errors. Mm. They can't they can't see what's happening on your server. Right. So right. You you got to get that. I know it's like it's like, ugh. oh man, I could really go off. That's <laughs> it's like just please please to think about your errors. Imagine you're using the thing, you know, it's like, yeah. it's just classic user interface. It's user interface. It's just like, it's it just is. like it building is. a GUI, but it's for people who deal with the command line basically. Yeah. And it, it's the exact same thing. It's like not, it's like, Oh, I, obviously this works like that. Like, why wouldn't it work like this? Of course it works. Like everybody knows like, what that means. Like if people, like if I want to be able to pull up a, have, have one of our support staff open it, support ticket and see how many albums someone has created and i have to use tcp dump <laughs> to get that working <laughs> you're doing it wrong you have failed that is an epic fail <laughs> that is so wow i'm now i'm ang now i'm angry like i was i was like feeling your pain before but now i'm actually angry but not really getting it <laughs> it's on page yeah. load yeah that is infuriating I am speechless. <laughs> wow. All right. Okay. <sighs> but I feel better. Do you feel better? Um, I feel I feel a little better, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> it's nice that it works. Now. <laughs> I had a I just on a maybe on a lighter note, we could talk about ghost finger. <laughs> yes i can't i can't say the name without without singing it that's oh, the best so it's too soon to really talk about ghost finger but but it was the same keyboard smashing fury i haven't been this mad like programming something in a long time but it so, was you, know, you said you said that just like last week that you had been that mad since college i don't even remember what it was about now but uh, it was this. It was the same thing. Oh, was it I've this? I've been working on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That we could check the tape, but maybe I'm mm. wrong. But but it, this was... Oh, wait. There was something else I was really, really mad about. Yeah. So, well, this is... Well, a lot so, of anger lately, John. Yeah. No, I have issues. But so here's the... But here's the thing. It's a different kind of mad. Like... The, yeah. The kind of mad... Programming mad that, is a different kind of mad. Yeah. This was like... This was like... I was more mad at myself. I knew that there was a way to do this and I knew that the doc, the docs are there. It was just frustrating. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, it wasn't like someone else's stupidity tripping me up. Yeah. It was yeah, like, mad at yourself because you can't get your head around I just it. Want, I just want this to work. I've never had, to, I haven't, not never, but I haven't had to work this hard to get something working in a long time. Right. And, uh, it was like, so, so it was a different kind of, it was a different, it wasn't really keyboard smashing fury. It was like, it was just like that. Oh my God. It was like when I would play. It was an angsty kind of. It was angsty. Yes, exactly. It was like when we were, when we were in sixth grade playing Zork in my dad's basement and we just could not figure out how to get past the right, brew, right. but we wanted to so bad. It wasn't really, 
I wasn't mad at someone. I just want, I just had that itch. Like the itch was right, intense. Right. And then, so finally figured it out and oh, it was like Nirvana. I'm still <laughs> on cloud nine. I could just watch that thing work. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I watched like, the video like four times. I've made multiple videos. I'm like, I'm going to shoot it from another <laughs> angle. I just love <laughs> it. But it basically it's like it, it, it like shorts it's too soon to really like talk about it but the but basically i can't you know i figured out how to use the android sdk to use shell scripts on my computer to impersonate a Perform finger interactions on the phone on your phone yeah. yeah but not not like um uh, what's it called j unit or it's not like running right you're not like programmatically running the running the the apps you're simulating the multi-touch events yes you can do pinch zoom and like you watch the phone and the phone does it it's like crazy it's the coolest thing ever it's so cool it's so cool like once you figure out how to the hard part was figuring out how to like create the project and get it on the phone and like what the whole it's mm. bizarre it's super bizarre but uh, anyway, I've, I don't know if, if people are probably super not interested in that. But um, uh, but if you are, you can always get in touch with us. And we can talk about it more. Yeah, but they're 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 only not interested because they haven't seen the video. Yeah, when you see like a phone just running with no hand touching it, it's like, I mean, it inspired the name. That's for sure. Yeah, it is like a ghost is using the phone. So you can imagine, it's like an Android only thing, but you can imagine like uh, the testing implications are ginormous. Mm -hmm. So love it. So this, it was, but it was an angsty kind of, wasn't like, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't real good old fashioned keyboard smashing fury. Yeah. yeah. It's like the migration stuff I've been working on. Oh man. Oh, that's just like. Yeah. Tedious. Yeah. It's just a, a just a like slogging through it. Right. That's the kind of project that you can never feel good about. Like you're never going to yeah. feel good about it. It's yeah. just eventually the pain will stop. Yeah. I'm, I'm only going to feel good about it when it's never like not needed anymore. And that's, <laughs> that's what I mean. It will never not yeah. be needed. You're just going to be at some, at some point you're going to say, Oh, I haven't had to mess around with migrations in a couple months. Yeah. And then you get that twinge of pain. And then you're like, oh, but that's just phantom pain because no one actually emailed me. And then when you, yeah. then the fact that you thought about it will cause a bug. Will cause a bug, right? Yeah, right. there's definitely quantum mechanics going on here. There is, there is. So yeah, it's like it's like a USB cable. It doesn't matter how many yeah, times you look USB at it. Cable. It doesn't matter. You can look at it as many yeah. times as you want. You're going to put it in the wrong way first. Yeah, and then you're going to turn it over and put it in. It still doesn't fit. So you take it out. You turn it over again. It has to be three times every time. Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> that might be a good Niche place. Bits. To... Go <laughs> check it out on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. All right, dear listener, we'll leave you alone. Yeah, it's a lot less rambly than this. Uh, exactly. It's the polar opposite. So that's our show for this week. I'm Jonathan Stark. I'm Kelly Shaver. And we hope you join us again next week for the Niche Podcast. Bye. Bye. Yeah, Kira's sonic screwdriver broke. Ugh, that's no I good. Know. It wasn't anything she did. It just like you would you would push the button and it, it wouldn't the sound wouldn't stop. Ooh. So more accurately, 
I broke Kira's sonic screwdriver. <laughs> because after about five minutes of listening to it and not being able to get it to stop <laughs> and not being able to get the battery compartment open, open I was like, forget this. <laughs> Snap. <laughs> I'll get you another one. <laughs> uh, they don't make sonic screwdrivers like they used to. I know. Quick, quick toy slash Star Trek story that we, when the most recent Star Trek movie came out, mm-hmm. Cooper got a Happy Meal that had a, a that they were giving out like, um, you know, different figurines of the different actors. Yeah. And we got a uh, Mr. Scott, mm-hmm. and he was he was in the car somewhere. Like, it, we didn't know where he was at the time, but it turned out he was in one of those side pockets of the back door. And somebody yeah. put a full water bottle on top of him. So if if Erica was like taking a turn especially hard or like jammed on the brakes or did anything that made the shocks of the car engage, it would go. Uh-huh. All of a sudden she'd be like, you know, she'd be doing some maneuver, which was probably a little bit high stress. And then in the back yeah. of the car, you'd hear, Kevin, I'm giving her all she's got. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was so funny because every time was utterly appropriate. And so it was like, funny. oh, we got to remember to get that out. Then we'd never remember. Yeah. And it would happen it again. Better to have it in later. there. That was so funny. Every car should have that. Yeah.